0: You are listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy, and sponsored by the award-winning novel The Beloved Daughter. Visit alanaterrycom Beloved to listen to this gripping audiobook about a Christian girl in North Korea. And now, enjoy today's episode of Unabridged, the Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast.
1: Chapter 43 Kimmy stared alternately at her brother and the phone in her hand. What should she do? She tried calling her sister's cell, but it went straight to voicemail. In a way, she was glad. She didn't want Meg to see her freaking out like this. Every house made noise. She glanced out the window. The trees at the back of Meg's property swayed their branches grandly. It was probably just the wind. Kimmy glanced around, wondering where she could take Pip if they needed to lock themselves in somewhere the thought was silly she was free now chuck had no idea where she was besides there were troopers looking for him all around glenallen he couldn't have made it all the way to anchorage could he she doubted his truck would even run that far no it wasn't chuck and she didn't need to rush into a closet with pip and hide she was an adult who was acting like a child staying home alone for the first time she marched back to the kitchen "'listening at the same spot where she'd heard the door slam earlier. "'Nothing. The wind or her imagination, that was all.' "'She glanced down the hallway and up the carpeted stairs "'leading to the second story. "'What could stop her from checking things out, just to be safe? "'She was tired of running, tired of hiding, and tired of being scared. "'Clutching her sister's phone with one hand, She rummaged through Meg's drawers with the other until she found a large cutting knife. Nobody would catch her unprepared, because nobody was upstairs. Still, having a weapon gave her a sense of power, not that she'd need it. I'll be back in a sec, she told her brother as she passed by the living room. He didn't glance up from the TV. Tiptoeing up the stairs, Kimmy steadied her breath. She was going to confront her fears head-on this time and prove to herself that nobody else could be in this house. She'd only been upstairs once, and half the doors had remained shut when Meg gave her the grand tour. Should she open each door one at a time to prove to herself that she was alone? A thumping noise from down the hallway. This time Kimmy was certain of it. She stared at the knife in her hand, "'What good would it do against armed robbers? "'What good would it do against Chuck and his rifle?' "'A whispered voice. "'More than one person?' "'She still held the phone, but if she turned it on, "'the beeping noise might alert the intruders. "'She had to get back down to Pip, had to get him to safety. "'Kimmy strained her ears, expecting almost anything. "'Gunfire, Chuck's angry curses.' What she didn't expect was a loud, shrill giggle. She froze in the hallway, unable to move her legs as the far door opened, and her brother-in-law poked his head out. Kimmy? She tried to hide the phone and the knife behind her back, but was certain he saw them both. Heat rushed so fast up to her face she felt dizzy. I didn't know you were home, was all she managed to stammer. "'Just for a minute. I had to grab something I forgot.' He cocked his head to the side. "'Are you okay?' Kimmy's hands were sweating so much she was afraid she might drop the knife. "'I'm fine. I just heard a noise and got a little startled. That's all.' He smiled at her, but his expression did nothing to dull her sense of fear mingled with mortification. Kimmy thought she heard another noise coming from the back room— but she wasn't about to step forward and investigate. She turned to head back downstairs when Duane called after her. Hey, gimme. He'd plastered on that same fake smile he'd worn when they first met. She didn't know why the look should disgust her so much, but it did. Yeah? Why couldn't he leave her to die of humiliation in peace? Meg's always getting on me for leaving things at home, so I'd love it if you didn't mention I was here. He winked. Sorry for scaring you. She turned away as his door clicked back in place to the sound of a stifled giggle. Chapter 44 Kimmy didn't hear when or if Duane left, but the house was quiet when cars ended, and she figured whatever business he'd wanted to get done at home was accomplished. Pip was restless, wandering from room to room. Kimmy followed him mindlessly. What else was there for her to do? Meg came home a little before five, carrying at least half a dozen fabric shopping bags, which she dumped on the counter before racing upstairs. I'm so late. I've got to get ready for that thing with Duane tonight. Follow me upstairs, and we can talk while I get ready. She rattled off the things she bought, and Kimmy was amazed that her sister could turn a seven-item list into a several-hundred-dollar shopping spree. Oh, and I know I said you could wear my clothes, but I saw this cardigan sweater and figured it'd look really good with some black slacks for your date tonight. You'll have to let me know if it fits. Meg tossed it to her and scurried into her bathroom, where she immediately began emptying her drawers haphazardly. You excited about spending time with that cute trooper? Have you noticed how sexy he sounds when he laughs? You better tell me everything that happens tonight, or I'll totally die of jealousy. By the way, how did things go while I was gone? Were you bored? Did you figure out how to use the TV remote? Is Pip feeling any better? Kimmy glanced at Meg's bed, where Pip had been fingering the raised patterns of her quilt. But he wasn't there anymore. Pip? Kimmy retraced their steps downstairs, her heart high in her throat. Finally, she found Pip pulling a bag with dozens of matchbox cars out of one of Meg's shopping bags. "'Are these cars all for him?' she called up the stairs. Meg appeared at the top of the landing. "'Yeah, I remember Mom mentioned that he liked them.' Kimmy was touched by the gesture and glad that now Pip would have something to do to occupy his time— besides wandering from room to room, feeling up the different blankets and pillows and upholsteries. She had to pull the butcher knife back out of the drawer to cut the box open, which reminded her of how scared she'd been when she'd heard her brother-in-law upstairs. She needed to call Taylor, too, and let him know she was all right. The afternoon had whizzed past. She carried the new toys upstairs where Pip could play with them in Meg's room, hoping her sister wouldn't mind the mess. Meg was in front of her mirror, running a flat iron through her hair. I can't believe it took me that long just to get everything. I hope I'm not late. Duane throws a fit about that. Kimmy still hadn't decided what, if anything, she'd tell her sister about seeing Duane at the house. It wasn't her business, for one thing, and it would make things awkward for the rest of her stay if she and her brother-in-law started this visit on bad terms. On the other hand... Kimmy was sick of secrets, sick of having to pretend. She had no idea what Duane was doing this afternoon at home, and even though she had her suspicions, she doubted Meg would listen even if Kimmy did decide to share. She'd have time to think through things later. She'd met Duane for all of two minutes. She shouldn't jump to conclusions. Meg brushed her hair into place, pouting until she got it just right. She glanced at Kimmy's reflection in the mirror and asked, So what time's Officer Cutie coming to dinner? Around six, Kimmy answered. I still need to call and give him your address. Use my cell. Meg pointed to her handbag on the bed. I already put his name in there. Kimmy was impressed that she managed to get the phone turned on, but after that, she was lost. Here, give it to me, Meg ordered. Then, taking the phone, said... Siri, call Taylor's cell.' She shoved the phone back to Kimmy when it started ringing. "'Kimmy?' His voice sounded panicked. "'I've been really worried about you. I kept trying to dial the number you used to call me earlier, but it went straight to voicemail.' Meg leaned over and called out, "'That must have been the landline. I've got the ringer turned off.' Kimmy blushed, realizing she was on speaker, and walked down the hallway where she hoped she could find a little privacy. For all she knew, Duane was home again and about to pop out of the room at the far end of the hall. "'Are you all right?' Taylor asked. "'I was worried. I almost called the local police to check on you.' "'I'm sorry.' She should have called him right back, but she was so embarrassed to have let her brother-in-law freak her out that she'd conveniently forgotten. "'Did you get your friend to the airport all right?' "'Yeah, you still free for dinner?' "'Kimmy thought of all the reasons why Taylor shouldn't come over. "'She hardly knew him, for one thing, "'and she didn't like the thought that he was paying her attention "'just because he was sorry for her. "'It felt strange and somewhat rude "'hosting someone at her sister's house, "'especially with Meg out for the evening. "'Besides, she had Pip to worry about. "'What if his fever spiked?' "'I hope you like Chinese.' Taylor's voice was playful, and Kimmy's arguments died on her lips. That sounds delicious. Where should I meet you? Kimmy stepped back into the bedroom where Meg shouted him her address through her closed closet door while she dressed. Did you catch that? Kimmy asked with a laugh. She nearly tripped over one of Pip's cars as she stepped back out of the room. I got it, Taylor answered. I'll see you pretty soon. And Kimmy... Yeah? She waited, her heart a fluttering bird in her chest. I'm really looking forward to spending some time together.
0: You've been listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry. Today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by the Beloved Daughter Audiobook, available exclusively on Audible. Visit AlanaTerry.com Beloved to download the Beloved Daughter audiobook, narrated by two-time audio Award winner Kathy Garver. If you're new to Audible, you can listen to this award-winning novel right away with a no-risk 30-day free trial when you go to AlanaTerry.com slash Beloved. And don't forget to tune in soon for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Thanks for listening!